as I've been sharing with you over the past three weeks about uh, the reality of God's call in our lives um, and God's presence in our lives, uh, about three weeks ago, I reflected with you on the, the scripture in Hebrews about God being a consuming fire. And the week after that, I reflected with you on the reality of God's choice in our life. And then finally, uh, we also reflect on the reality that God calls us to face the giants in our life and to overcome them. And all of those things are to say in so many words that uh, the reality of our God is that he's calling us to live in relationship with him. That he's calling us to have a relationship with him that is real and vibrant um, and that actually changes our lives. Um, you know, any relationship where you're close to somebody, there's communication that goes on. Um, there is a knowing of each other that deepens over time. And uh, you go through valleys and you go through mountaintops together. It's all part of being in a relationship. And God is inviting us all into that kind of an intimate relationship that is real, um, that is substantial, and that is life-changing for us, and that is rooted in love. And so one of the things I want to reflect on today is that reality about God's love for us and how deep and profound it is and how God invites us uh, into loving him in a way that is real and life-changing. I don't know how many of you have read uh, the part of Scripture called the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon, but it's a very, very beautiful uh, poetic writing in the Bible that speaks of the reality of God's love for us and ideally, our love for God. In fact, there's a book written called Hind's Feet on High Places uh, that is actually uh, based on that scripture. And if you've never read that uh, book, uh, again, Hind's Feet on High Places by Corey Ten Boom, I really encourage you to read that because it is very inspiring. Uh, it's a wonderful story, a wonderful allegory based on the Song of Solomon um, that, let me just say, will have you going to the high places in a very real and powerful and substantial way. Again, Heinz Feet on High Places by Corey Ten Boom. But in that particular uh, part of the Bible, um, in the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 6, uh, it reads, Place me like a seal over your heart. Place me like a seal over your heart. Now, seals in the and that's S-E-A-L-S. Seals in the Old Testament were very important. Uh, they were precious to their owners in biblical times. They were as personal as their names. So whenever you had a seal on something, it was as if somebody wrote over it uh, to seal that until it was, was received by the person who was to read it or to look at it. Uh, it refers to a small cylinder seal that was used to sign clay documents. So while the clay was still fresh, the person would seal it with their signet, roll over it with this, and as it dried, that was sealed for the person who was to receive it. Uh, and it was only to be opened by the proper person. Uh, if the seal was already broken, then that would be um, informative. It would let the person know that somebody else had already read it somebody that wasn't authorized to read it, and uh, as well, if it wasn't broken, they would be the first one to read those words. 
in the context of the Song of Solomon or the Song of Songs, the passage communicates the following. My lover is mine and I am his. So again, this whole reality of God's call in our relationship with him and his relationship with us is one where there's a mutual commitment to one another um, that is special, that is deep, and that is profound. My lover is mine and I am his, or another way that is framed in another tra uh, translation, I am my beloved and he is mine. There's a great song uh, that's written uh, along that verse as well. So in this message from the beloved, Jesus is telling us, place me like a seal over your heart. Love is as strong as death. It burns like a blazing fire, and many waters cannot quench love. And so again, in this story that, uh, in the Song of Solomon that Solomon wrote, he's writing about God's love for us, and ideally, our love for God. Now, God's love for us is incredibly profound. I really believe that you and I will be spending the rest of our lives here on earth and all of eternity discovering moment by moment how great and how deep and how vast that love is. It's limitless. Um, I, don't, I don't think we can even comprehend it. I don't think we'll ever be able to comprehend it. I think what will happen is that as we go through our life, both here on earth and in the heavens for eternity, I think each day God will be giving us surprises of his love. <laughs> you know? God will be bringing us into deeper and fresher experiences of how great it is that he loves us and also enabling and opening up our hearts to be able to love him even more deeply and profoundly. And that's what love is all about, isn't it? I mean, if our love always stayed the same, um, let me just say it, the relationship would become boring. That's what happens when things always stay the same and they're stale. You, became, you become bored and you begin to look for something else that will get your attention and draw your attention. And that sometimes happens in relationships. And that's why it's important that we're, you know, we have those moments where things are going along fine, but we also have those moments of discovery. Um, you know, Jan and I just celebrated 40 years in September. Um, I, and I know some people here at St. John's, you know, often tell us, well, you know, you're just getting started. And that would be the people that are celebrating 60 and 70 years. <laughs> so, you know, this is one of the few places in the world where, we, where I can say I'm celebrating 40 years of marriage and some people just kind of yawn <laughs> and say, man, you're just like, when you get to 60 or 70, come talk to me then, right? Right? And, and so even though we have been married that length of time, or maybe even some of you have been married for 60 or 70 years, the reality in a relationship is you're always discovering something new about the other person. Sometimes you talk about it, sometimes you don't. <laughs> and that's another work of wisdom that happens over the years. Yeah, I'm just going to keep my sh mouth shut about that one and go to bed. Or, or maybe it's something you can celebrate about. And, and, you know, one of the great gifts 
in a relationship, I think, if you're going to survive, is to learn that your differences don't have to be a battle or something you argue and fight about, but ultimately you come to the place where you can laugh at each other, even if it's when they walk away. You kind of have a good chuckle about what happened. That's very important. And you see, that's how God's love is. God's love for you and your love for God can be and is as real as your love for another human being. And I think sometimes that's what we struggle with as human beings. I, I can't see God. I can't touch God. Um, you know what? So I have a hard time relating to God in this way of love. And, you know, again, we need to love him with our spiritual beings. Well, all that we are, but we need to see him spiritually, see him in faith, and relate to him in faith and in love. And, and God's spirit will give us the grace to do that. And as we do that, we will deepen in our love for him, and we'll have a greater awareness of how great his love is for us. It says, many waters cannot quench love. Love cannot be put out. And if love is really true and powerful, it, love is something that will grow over time. You know, I, I used to think when I, was, when I was younger that love was something that you could control, that love was something that you could kind of direct and dictate. But what I found to be true for myself over time is that that's not really true. Love is so great and so powerful and so real that if you're really walking in love, the reality is you have no control over it. Because love is not about control. Love is about love. And so there'll be times and there'll be relationships with people where you'll just have a love for them and they'll have a love for you that you just cannot explain. And that's what love is like. Because it's beyond you and me. It's something truly that's a gift from God. Randy and Victoria were engaged to be married. And before their special day, Randy found out he needed a new kitty, kidney. And he had, because he had been a diabetic since he was 12 years old. The doctor explained that only 4,000 kidneys are available each year for 36,000 that are needed. So the odds of him getting a kidney were very low as much as he needed it. Family are usually the best hope for a match. Yet Randy's family didn't meet his profile. Guess who did? Victoria. One month after their wedding, her kidney was transplanted into her new husband. Victoria and Randy's love for each other gave one another life, literally. So as you and I celebrate the reality of God's great love for us and, and God's call to us to love him with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength, as we reflect during this stewardship month of the first gift of stewardship, and that is the gift of our heart. That's where stewardship begins. That's where faithful living begins. That's where true love begins, is the gift of our heart to God. Let us remember the example of Randy and Victoria. That as Randy had a need for a kidney so that he could continue to live, Victoria was glad to give it to him so that they could share their love and their life in the days to come. Let us pray. 
Lord, we give you thanks that your love for us is great and that everything that you do in our lives has the touch of love about it. At times, we may feel like you've forgotten about us. At times, we may feel like you're angry at us. At times, we may feel like you're a million miles away. But the real truth of the matter is, you love us in a very deep, powerful, and transforming way. I pray for each one of us here in this moment that if there is any blockage toward your love, whether we know about it or we don't, Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would come upon each of our hearts and remove that block toward your love. That you would remove any fear that we have of being loved. And that you would open up our hearts more fully and completely to your love. And as we are open more and more to your great love for us in every way, we pray that, Holy Spirit, you would come and enliven and heal and touch our broken hearts. Turn our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. Again, I pray for any hurt, any pain, any wound that has created distrust and distance and hurt in any kind of relationship, including a relationship with you. I speak healing to that right now in your name. Lord, you can be trusted. Your love can be trusted. And we need your love in our hearts to bring the healing that we desire. I am my beloved, and he is mine. 